So I'm going to talk about something today that a lot of women are doing on the down low that are Muslim that nobody really talks about, but nobody's really that proud of. Hmm. What could it be? Well, it might surprise you because when they say it, you're going to be like, oh, if you're a mom, okay? So moms know what I'm talking about, especially if you're a mom during the COVID period where you've been stuck in the house with the kids. Maybe you're even working from home, just trying to survive, or maybe the kids have just been driving you up the wall from all of the crazy, like they're bored out of their mind activity, or you're just stressed out, you can't deal with them, and it's just too much. So you might be doing exactly what I'm talking about today, which is putting them on devices way too long. Yeah, a lot of moms are not super like, some some moms will be like, oh, you know, what's the big deal? But the majority of moms know that their kids are on, whether a phone or a tablet, it could be the TV, like way too many hours that is probably healthy. And they might have just failed to check everything that they're watching because they're just like, oh my gosh, just sit on this thing and just be quiet a minute. I just can't handle right now. I just need a moment to myself and I can't run out the house and I'm never going to get one. So yeah, just take this right here. So we know a lot of moms are going through this and we totally get it and understand. But here's the thing. Because of that, there's a lot of problems going on in the houses, a lot of attitude, behavior problems, um, um, a lot of attention. I don't want to say attention deficit, like as if that's a diagnosis, but there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of lack of respect parents are feeling that they're getting from the kids, um, lack of focus, a lot of whining and complaining when they can't have the devices. There's a lot going on, guys. It's actually a lot deeper than we realize when we make that move and we hand them that device. So today we're going to be talking about the negative effects of devices, like the real deal of what's really happening when we do that and the nine signs that your kid might have a screen addiction Yeah, could you believe it? We have to talk about kids and addictions right now. So you might even have an addiction or me. We've we've talked about that in Ramadan as well, how to detox. But our kids, guys, this goes deep. And the long-term effects are really, really hard to undo. And they take a lot more effort than just giving them that device. So today we're going to get into it. Let's talk about the negative effects of giving them these devices for too long and the nine signs that they could have an addiction. Hello, alaikum. Thank you for joining us here. This is the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima. And this is the space where you get to hear about all the stuff we're going through as Muslim women. But we're not just here to complain. We're not just here to rant on and on. Oh no, as you know me, I always have practical how-to advice. And I love sharing with you all the things that you guys are asking me about. As you guys know, about 95% of what I put out is stuff that you guys have requested or asked me for help with. And when enough women ask me for the same help, then I put out a podcast on that topic. And honestly, guys, today is once again one of those days where I've had women like, please help me. I'm almost like a prisoner in my own house with stuff going on with my kids. They won't give give the phones up. They won't get off the tablets. Um, I'm noticing this change in my child. I'm noticing this issue between us and XYZ. Yeah, today we're going to talk about what those devices and handing over that control and power and stuff to them and kind of relinquishing it a bit ourselves 
is doing to our kids and and kind of getting to the bottom of why their behavior might be the way it is. And inshallah ta'ala, after that, we're going to figure out some solutions on how we can fix that for you, inshallah ta'ala. But before I do, I want to tell you something I'm ridiculously excited about. So I did a poll on Instagram yesterday and I asked women about how many of you guys are going to be schooling your kids at home this year. Guess what? It was something like 67% of you guys, which is a lot of moms. And some of them have been doing it you know, through their lifetime with kids and homeschooling, but the majority of parents are not used to doing that. And it could be like virtually or whatever. So one thing we am really excited about is tomorrow, which is August 24th. You might be listening to this on August 24th, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm um, having a workshop on Thrive Muslim like I always do, but because we opened it just this month, I'm letting many of you guys get like sneak peeks into the workshops. So to, on the 24th, you're going to be hearing a workshop on the six must haves like you have to have this stuff done and set up i have you guys know been teaching for 20 years in the public and private system in the u.s in dubai and trained thousands of teachers this is like non-negotiable and believe me when women don't have these things oh my goodness all the stress that they go through and the children just peeling on the floor or talking back or demotivated and they're just like i thought this was supposed to be so much easier what is going on you don't have to go through all that if you have these six things in place inshallah ta'ala and that's why i want to bring it to you guys so yeah this is only for those members but i'm letting the first 25 women that go on my instagram and swipe up or on my facebook and you're in there and i will give you the link and access so if you guys are interested definitely definitely check it out if you're one of my instagram followers or on facebook and shalata if you're a thrive member you don't got to go through any of that you just go to the workshop section not only that you're going to get access to the workshop but you're also going to get an ebook with almost like everything I talked about in it. And you're also going to get a, a poster for your house for um, for free, all this, and uh, for the rules for the house on devices. So afterwards, you can do some actionable steps to actually start like fixing the stuff in your house. And that's what we give to all our Thrive members. But for anyone else, try to jump on, get one of the first 25, and hope to see you guys there. All right, so today we're going to talk about the negative effects of devices. So, yeah, I bet you you think like, you know, there's probably not the best thing to put your kid on like YouTube for three hours straight or, you know, to give them the phone to play roadblocks and Fortnite and all those things. FYI, I don't believe in any of those games and I don't put my kids in any of those games personally. And I have a ton of reasons. Um, A lot of them are scientifically based, but a lot of them are Islamic as well. But the point is at the end of the day, let's just pretend no judgment, no judgment. Like you did that. Right. And like, so what's the effects of that day in and day out? And kind of like, how does that affect them physically, emotionally, psychologically, in their character, whatever. So we're going to talk about that today first. And so I want us to get really clear so that when we're making that choice, we can have that conscious understanding. So what could be so bad? You know, we put our kids on these devices because we're too stressed or too busy. Let's get straight into kind of what happens. And then right after this, inshallah ta'ala, like the intro said, we're going to talk about the ways you can know if your kid could have an addiction because guys those things they can get really tricky and as they get older if we haven't taught them how to not have these addictions when they get into being teenagers it gets even harder and if you might have a teenager right now you might know what i'm talking about already and it gets really really tricky at those ages so no matter how old your kid is this is for all ages what i'm talking about right now okay so um Especially in the beginning, though, with the negative effects, and you're going to hear me talk about things with the younger kids, but overall, it's going to get into the older kids as well. All right. So number one, um, children tend to have and, you know, studies are showing a speech or language delay. 
this is because um, people don't realize it, but the majority of, um, if you know anything about like developmental stages of children and stuff like that, um, learning language comes from human interaction. So people think they could just throw their kid on like ABC mouse or like some really cute app and they'll learn the ABCs and that's how they're getting their language. Now, actually that's not how human beings are wired. So one of the first things that many scientists are talking about um, are how this is causing huge speech or language delays. So no, we're not doing your kids a favor because we're throwing them on apps for hours. This is actually hurtful to them. And I can't get into these things too heavy guys. I'm just going to graze over them all because I actually have an entire like ebook, like I said, where I have the details of this and this podcast, it just can't be that long. So um, if you're a Thrive member, you can look out for that. Okay. Number two, attention deficit disorder. So your child, I mean, some of you might be familiar with that is it kind of refers to problems with paying attention or excessive activity or difficulty controlling behavior and impulsivity in children that have this particular disorder. But this is the thing this can make, if your child has this disorder already, this will only exacerbate it, to be honest. And if your child doesn't have it, they can exhibit signs of it just because of this kind of addiction that forms with putting them on screens with flashing different pictures for too long. So either way, um, this definitely doesn't help your child with um, focus and attention following directions and compliance, okay? Number three, learning problems. Learning problems definitely um, tend to um, evolve when children are always on devices. And I say this as a teacher, as an educator for years. Um, Some of the worst students in my class were the boys that were like huge on video games. I know tons of them. Oh, they just go home and play video games after school for hours on end. They'd be in their room. Their parents are like, whatever. He loves his video games. And then they go about the rest of their day. Huge, huge problem. I know a lot of Muslim families that put their kids on these devices for hours. And FYI, I'm not going to get into all of it now, but some of the rooms, you have to be really, really careful when they're on them. A lot of them, they have these live people. You'd think they were all children playing with children because it's very virtual these days. And a lot of times it's sexual predators. You have to be really careful. There's one in particular with roadblocks that um, when they were actually... Um, and it, guys, if you have children in the room, I just want to say this right now. Um, just maybe mute this, pause this right now, because I just realized I do have to mention this. And I, I know a lot of moms listen to me while driving in the car and stuff like that. Um, there was one particular article that came out that showed how the children were on this. And it seems, you know, pretty um, innocent in some respects. Um, and they were getting called into these private rooms where there were, I can't even say the words and I won't even do it on the podcast of what was happening in those rooms. But it was it was figures acting out certain sexual things that I can't mention. And so your child can be seven or eight and they get pulled into one of those rooms by some crazy sexual predator. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, I thought it was just roadblocks. No. So what I'm trying to tell you is like technology is evolving. We don't know what our kids are doing. You would never think that would be on there. But, hey, it was. And somebody figured it out. and They alerted parents and so forth. So a lot of these things, something like Fortnite, your kid is spending hours on end on how to strategically murder other human beings. That's what that game really is in a nutshell. It's kind of like, what's that movie where, oh gosh, I forget because it came out in the theaters and I really wasn't into it, but there's one where they, it's all about like, you know, young kids who are teenagers trying to kill other teenagers. It's a huge series. I can't remember, but like strategically in the forest, it's that type of thing. And they're very smart these days, guys. They don't put on the video games, blood and gore because they know parents that alerts them to violence. So they make it look super not violent, not sexual whatsoever, but they often have these undertones and these innuendos. But children, my point is, who would come into my classroom when I used to teach back in the day, um, they would have such a problem 
focusing and learning because there weren't like screens flashing in front of their face all the time and it was very very hard for them to focus and learn so this is another huge problem just so you know if your kid already is not doing amazing in school this is the perfect way to make it even worse and I'm being totally honest as from an educator's perspective number four anxiety so um you know children on devices are exposed to a myriad of content that they probably would not have been exposed to otherwise in all honesty it often causes fear about future events or reaction to current events because they're getting exposed to so many things even if we put our child on one video you know the ads are flashing from something else and you unless you're standing over your child the entire time which usually does not happen because you want your child to be busy with the device so you can go do something else they're getting inundated with all types of ads and content that you might not even put them on and it doesn't matter where you put them these things are in everything now between the videos and the apps so um and also children are experiencing great stress and anxiety when they can't get online they can't have their device their parent takes it away they're throwing huge tantrums guys these are all really really bad signs that i'll get to in a minute later but these are definitely ways that are negatively affecting our children and the last one i'll mention is childhood depression um when you spend two oh sorry i think i have I lied. Two more after this very quick. When you spend too long on devices, and this is actually COVID um, showed this to adults as well. And this is something that's a human experience, not just a child experience. Um, When you spend too much time on devices and not enough with human contact, it does something to the human psyche. Even us, if we spend our time locked in our house in isolation, all we have is devices and scrolling. You feel like you're connecting with the world and and yet you feel like you haven't connected at all and you feel empty and sad and you can't put a finger on why that's happening to children as well and to happen at 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 least as an adult we can talk ourselves into like what might be happening hey let me do a check-in let me journal about it kids don't do any of that guys they don't know how to they're not geared up for that so this is not good for them at that age they can't manage those emotions right number six and in these last two are connected to uh and 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 um Islamic exposure so like a character and exposure so negative impact on character so I want to say this and this is real one of the biggest problems in this growing world of technology is the impact of what our children are being exposed to on their character children are seeing a lot of adult content more than they really should at their age um and many parents don't closely monitor like I said so they're exposed to many videos showing the messages of usually the opposite of what we want them to learn about our islamic values of good character they're seeing all kinds of funny reels and and whatever it is and tiktok please i don't even want to say anything about tiktok with children children should never be on tiktok there's a lot of sexual content on tiktok but the point is all these different things they're on even if it's on youtube and whatnot things that are considered funny no big deal just a cute joke a lot of them are the opposite of things we're trying to teach them and 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 they're going to get affected by seeing those things as normalized day in and day out um number seven is last one is exposure to un-islamic material um so Many people are just really not aware of the vulgarities and sexual nature of so many video games and cartoons, like I mentioned. I'm not going to go into it too much here because I kind of did. But there's this nature of like many useless things that people are just doing just for fun. And many young people, they're just wasting countless hours on useless um, images and videos and a lot of stuff. I don't want to get into all of it and all that. I'm not going to point out a lot of things I can't even say. I don't even feel comfortable saying here, speaking to a family type audience. 
But I have seen what people are watching and, you know, just like, in, like, hey, look at this. Isn't this funny? No, it's not funny. It's actually pretty vulgar and gross. Why are you even watching that? I see a lot of Muslim kids run up to me, you know, in different situations and parties and things. And I'm like, who is allowing you to watch this? What is this going on? So subhanAllah, I want us to understand that um, parents really have to set boundaries and what's appropriate and enforce it. And we can't use the I'm overwhelmed, I'm too stressed card to not have to watch what our children are doing and take accountability for the fact that we know they really shouldn't be on all that stuff, all right? So I know it's not easy. May Allah make it easy for all of us, but I have to be honest that these are the negative effects that it's just their kids are going through. I'll just say them really quick. Speech, language delays, attention, deficit, um, um, symptoms, um, learning problems, anxiety, depression. It's putting them through it's having a negative impact on their Islamic character and they're, it's exposing them at a too, too early of an age to a lot of un-Islamic adult content and material. All right, so now we're going to go into the nine signs of if your child might actually have a screen addiction. All right, so this is the thing. Kids can get addicted too. Kids can get addicted to a lot of stuff. They can get addicted to sugar. They can get addicted to video games. They can get addicted to, I mean, honestly, anyone can get addicted to too much exposure of anything, adults and children alike. And imagine if we're not helping them manage these addictions at a young age. I want you to imagine that child is an adult. No one has ever taught them restraint and how to manage emotions. And so this is a very serious thing. We're causing a long term problem with our children if we don't get a handle on it. And that's just the honest truth. So let's get into what the signs are so we can start to put, um, and I'm going to go through them fairly quickly because there's nine of them, but this is, I want you to really think about this question while you're listening. Does my child do that? Could they have an addiction? Number one, your child can't control their screen use. You know, researchers, call, researchers often call this unsuccessful control when they just can't stop using them. They have to keep trying to pick them up. And if you try to impose limits on screen time, but your kids just couldn't deal with it, that could be an issue. When they just can't deal with being restricted and controlling of their screen time, they start acting out, lashing out, crying, screaming, throwing themselves on the floor. This is a pretty bad sign that your child could have an addiction. Number two, loss of interest in other activities. Um, if tablet time is the only thing that motivates your kid or like playing on a phone is the only thing that really interests them or excites them, that's a really bad sign, guys. If friends, toys, sports don't get them nearly as excited, that might be that they're too invested in their screens. And that's, a, that's number two, a sign for that. Number three, it preoccupies their thoughts. If even when your child isn't playing video games, they're talking about Minecraft or Roadblock or Fortnite or whatever it is that they're playing and wondering, you know, what his favorite YouTuber is going to post next or acting out scenes like, hey, guys, look at me like they're a YouTuber. If you're seeing them do this, guys, that means they probably have an addiction. Number four, it interferes with their socializing. If you find your child not being able to hold a conversation too long with another person or a friend without already being quickly disinterested and needing to grab a device, if your child's bringing a phone to the dinner table so they don't have to talk to anyone or sneaking, you know, peek at their tablet or something while grandma's talking to them because her conversation is just not that interesting and they need to go back on YouTube and see what the next video is coming up, like that is a bad sign that they could have a problem with an addiction. Hoping none of this sounds familiar to you, but if it is, guys, I want you to start thinking really seriously 
that addictions don't just happen. It means too much time is passing where our children are playing on these devices for too long. And if they're addicted at this age, what else are they going to get addicted at very easily? Because people do get cycles of, of being addicted and it could be just a device now, but what could it be later on if we don't teach them how to control their emotions and their nests? Okay. Number five, screen use causes serious family problems. Have you had any huge blowouts and arguments about screen use in your house? Um, what about behavior problems related to something that they're watching? This could be a sign of unhealthy relationships with screens that could be an addiction. Number six, your child shows signs of withdrawals. When it's time to turn off the TV at bed or put away mobile devices and ha- or have screen-free time or there's no internet available in an area where you are, if they just have a nasty attitude and are just completely frustrated and cannot manage their human emotion... That is not a good sign. There could be an addiction there. Number seven. And and guys, don't just think about it as like they're just kids are just having an attitude. No, guys, sometimes this is really a lot deeper. I need to take this extremely seriously. We're wondering why our children are leaving Islam. They're, 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 you know, they don't have any patience for other human beings. Why they're just being, you know, their behavior and acting out. We just, we just like chalk it up to X, Y, Z where, gosh, I hope it's not us not monitoring what they're doing with their time. This is an amena. We're responsible. So let's just take it seriously. Let's look at these last three. Number seven, constant use or request to use. If your child used to watch 30 minutes of a YouTuber after school, but now they're watching it on the way home, when they wake up in the morning, they want it. When they go to sleep, like if they're just wanting it all the time, they can't think or do anything else, just constant, constant, constant. That's probably a sign of an addiction. Number eight, well, what if like you try to restrict them, but they're like, oh no, I'm going to use it anyway. Number eight, the sign is they're deceptive about it. Now they're not evil. Our kids are not evil, but guys, when you have an addiction, you do anything you can to get a hold of that thing that you want. If your child is sneaking a tablet into bed at night or lying about how long they've been playing or what they've been playing or whatever, that's a red flag. All right. Last one is, Ooh, I thought it was nine. It's only eight. I lied. So But believe me, guys, no offense, those eight are enough. Goodness gracious. Let me just go through them again one more time. Your child can't control their screen use. They have a loss of interest in other activities like just regular play or even people. If number three, it preoccupies their thoughts constantly. Number four, it interferes with normal socialization. Number five, screen use causes serious family blowouts and problems. Six, your child shows signs of withdrawal when you take things away, like devices away. Seven, constant use or request to use devices all day nagging to you. Or number eight, when you just try to even control it, they're just deceptive about it. All right. So I, I have some good news. I have some good news. All right. I want to like leave it all down in the dumps over there. But um, next podcast or the one after that, I'm going to tell you what you can do to fix it if this has become the reality in your life. Because these are our children. We love them so dearly. And oftentimes, honestly, this is even the best, most religious parents, and I know them, are having this problem. Because even if you put your kid on religious shows, okay, guys, let's just pretend. It's not, it's not even just about the content. Unfortunately, there is some really bad content that a lot of Muslims are watching at young ages. But even more than that, it's just the device use itself and the lack of human interaction instead that is really causing all these negative effects. I told you, learning, anxiety, depression in children, all these things. And then we have this addictive nature 
that is extremely dangerous. So no worries. In the next podcast, inshallah, like I said, or the one after that, we are going to talk about some solutions of what you can do. So stay tuned. Good news though, if you are a Thrive Muslim member, this book that I'm using this from, I created an ebook myself with my team on all this information. It's already up for you guys in the parenting vault where you're going to get access to all of it. You even have the solutions already in there and you even already have the poster on how to create and set new boundaries. And I've had moms call me all the time. They have trouble setting these. Their kids don't listen. No worries, guys. We cover how to do that as well. And if you're a Thrive Muslim member only, those will be available to you there. Go to the vault section and the parenting section of Thrive Muslim. All right. But for the rest of us, guys, I will catch you in the next podcast. Can't wait to get into this. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for the next podcast, guys, start paying attention to how much your children are using devices and kind of some of the things that we mentioned in here so that you can get a hold on if they're addicted and if they're suffering the negative effects. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, our children, and give us um, the best of this life in the next, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. I'll talk to you on Friday. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.